vacation's over. You know what? I'm okay with that. Mm, I felt like I could have used more time. It's like this time of year is not the time to take vacation. Well, it is because, I mean, you're wedged between all those holidays and stuff. But when you come back and you've... The holidays have already been kind of a letdown. Yeah. And then now you come back in here. It's like, I suppose I want to be excited for the new year. Yeah. But I sure would like sleeping until 6 o'clock in the morning. Well, here, here, here's something to cheer you up. There's going to be nothing but rain from now until Friday. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, going to be a high of 42 today, high of 59 tomorrow, but nothing but rain. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. Yes, Happy New Year, everybody. I want to mm-hmm. get that out of my uh, out of my system now, so I'm not saying it like in March or April. Right. But happy New Year to you, Steve. And uh, we're, we're missing a couple of celebrities now. I know. Who was that one? Oh, Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters died. The that, Pope. That other guy. There's another guy who died. He was young. He was from the Modest Mouse. Yes. There was yes. him, too. Yeah. Uh, the Pope died, though. I mean, that's... Uh, well, the former Pope died. It wasn't like the Pope died, and now they have to pick a new one. Jeff Ross posted on, on uh, Twitter. Yeah. He's going to miss Pope Benedict's eggs. Breakfast will never be the same. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, hey, we got plenty of stuff to talk about. It's 536 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 and Peter Gabriel with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rain uh, from now until Friday. High of 42 today, high of 59 tomorrow. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve and Nagel and Rock 102? Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I got, you know what? What? Why did I get thrown off with that? I'm the guy that pushes that button. Yeah, that's you. God, I was just like uh, <laughs> it was like going back in a time machine, transported <laughs> back to 2021, even parts of 2022. That's right. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. All right, so you had uh, Barbara Walters, several celebrities over the uh, last uh, few weeks. Uh, She died. Barbara Walters. Friday Mm -hmm. night at her home in New York. She was 93 years old. She was the first female host of the Today Show and the first evening news anchorwoman in broadcast history. Over her decades-long career, she interviewed everyone from Truman Capote to Honey Boo Boo. That, that, was, was, a, that was actually a really good one. The Honey Boo Boo yeah, one? No, yeah, no, it was excellent. Yeah. Now, uh, Honey, tell me why your mother is such a toilet trash uh, piece of crap. She really opened up. Yeah. She also uh, co-created The View, which she hosted until her retirement in 2014. Uh, here's a, uh, let's see. Gangsta Boo from 3-6 Mafia was found dead on Sunday at his Memphis home. Gangsta Boo? She was 43. He, she, she was 43 years old. No word on the cause of death, but it could have been drug-related. Modest Mouse drummer Jeremiah Green lost his battle with cancer on Saturday. He was only 45 years old. He uh, co-founded the band with frontman Isaac Brock and bassist Eric Judy. Uh, Anita Pointer of the Pointer Sisters died. Saw that one, too. After a very heroic battle with cancer. She was 74. And you know, Pope Benedict. I'm I'm getting there. Forget I said anything. Pope Benedict. He died, too? He died, too. Former Pope Benedict. He's not the Pope. I always wonder what it would be like to be a retired Pope. 
because you're wearing the robes, you're wearing the the pointed hats, but in yeah. retirement, are you wearing like the uh, like the velour tracksuit? Are you are you pushing Probably. like a walker with a horn on it? Well, think about think about that to your ego. You were the only guy to retire within 600 years of doing that job. Of all yeah. the people in the last 600 years that did that job, he was the only one to retire. I just don't know what you do as a retired pope, and you know what are you required to do? Can you wear like pajamas all day? Well, don't they have uh, the golf course at the Vatican? Don't they have that? Don't you drive around in a golf cart over the Vatican City? I'm sorry, uh, your former yeah. pontiff, uh, you're not wearing a collared shirt. But going back to the uh, the Pointer Sisters, uh, something that I saw that was brought up, they did. I didn't realize it was them doing that whole thing on Sesame Street with the pinball. Yeah. One, two, three, four, four five, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. I yeah. like that stuff. I did too. That was one of my favorite. Uh, the, I, the Pointer Sisters taught me how to count. And now there's one less. Yes. So th- so now 12 has just been replaced by 11. Yeah, well, you have to. She was the she was the one that did it at the end that said 11, 12. You know, the, when they ended yeah. it? Yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire drummer Fred White died on Sunday. Jesus, it's like everyone's dying. He was uh, 67 years old. No word on the cause of death. Fred joined uh, EWF. I never heard it pronounced EWF. Well, how did you pronounce it? Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mm. would just say it. And uh, in 1974, was one of the four brothers in the band. Fashion designer Vivienne Westwood, who famously dressed the Sex Pistols and helped define the punk style in Britain, she died last week. She was 81 years old. Yeah. Uh, and then thousands of fans paid their respects to soccer legend Pele yesterday at the Brazilian uh, stadium where he first became an icon. Pele died Saturday after a battle with cancer. He was 82. Damn. Yeah, I know. All the, the year-end reviews of the uh, of the people who have died. I mean, you know, we, we were we were doing pretty good in 2022, and all of a sudden these, these it's like, you know, cluster deaths. Well, God's got to get them in before the end of the year. I don't think he's got a quota. And Betty White did that last year, right right before the new year. She that's died right, on yeah. the 30th. I think it was the same day that Barbara Walters died. Ooh, that's freaky, isn't it? That is weird. It makes you think. No, not really. Uh, Ed Sheeran's Shape of You is no longer the most... He streamed. died too? No, no, no. It's it's no longer... I'm sure many people wish he would. Uh, it's no longer the most streamed song on Spotify. It was overtaken on New Year's Eve by Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. I hate that song. Yeah. Yeah. What that, What happened to the, the Sheeran <laughs> song? It got knocked off. It was uh, lost its popularity. It's huh. number two instead of number one. That was quick. Celine Dion did not make Rolling Stone's list of 200 greatest singers of all time, and the internet is not happy. The list is topped by Aretha Franklin, uh, followed by Whitney Houston and Sam Cooke. I haven't really rifled through the list, but I saw a couple of things said about it that just, you kind of scratch your head going, really? Why are you even bothering to make a list like this? It's so subjective. Well, if I say, I think this guy or this lady is the best singer ever, that's You're likely to think of somebody else. Yeah, that's your opinion. I mean, Urethra Franklin was a great singer. There's no get it, you know, getting around it. Urethra? Urethra Franklin. No, Urethra Shanklin is what it is. Oh. It's the thing you got to shake off at the end. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, you know, didn't I just say to you before we went on vacation, we don't do enough stories about Bad Bunny? You did say that about Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny threw a fan's phone in the water for recording too close to his face. He said he will give fans attention and respect unless they disrespect him, which he felt this fan was doing. 
so he took the phone and threw it in the water. Can you imagine that? You're just trying to get your uh, trying to get your picture in. Yeah. And then this jerk takes your phone and throws it in the water. He's a very bad bunny because you know if someone took my phone, you know, my whole life is on that phone. Like everything I got, you know, all my contacts, uh, uh, my uh, my my high scores on Candy Candy Crush. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Everything gone. Now you got to rebuild yourself. All because of this guy didn't like you taking his picture. Uh, some outtakes from Cher's appearance on the Kelly Clarkson show were released recently, and in one, Cher and Kelly joke about how Willie Nelson's tour bus smells like weed. Kelly said she got a contact high. <laughs> why? Why was that a funny conversation? Everybody knows Willie's bus smells like weed. Yeah. I don't know. You know? I don't know. What about? It's, huh? it's kind of hard to think about it on, in terms of like daytime television. Being. Yeah. And uh, Kim Kardashian has had too many dye jobs, and her hair is starting to get damaged. Really? Mm-hmm. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a dye job was when Ray J ate the Flappy Meal that looked like Brian May's plug hole in that sex tape you can purchase <laughs> on Uport for $39.95. I'm having a hard time <laughs> deciding which one I feel more compelled by. The, uh, the, uh, the Flappy Meal? The Flappy Meal or Brian May's plug hole. Well, they look pretty much the same. Yeah, I guess they do. Yeah. And uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once put some butt nugget on the mammary glands. <laughs> A little magician's wax on the droopies. What are, you try- <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is their fishy flaps look like a shot cat. <laughs> A shot pussy cat. <laughs> Natural Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah! Every day we hear outside at Fenway, a jerk not to get swept up in the emotion of watching the best team in hockey completely shut down a team that's not very good. And yet, you still had all kinds of people complaining about it. Not about the game itself, but about, about the pregame activities that apparently interfered with some people getting on with their stupid lives. According to the Boston Herald, the police departments from all around the Boston metropolitan area were being complained about about the noise, the distraction, and the unexpected presence of the 104th Fighter Wing who were called in from Barnes Air Force Base to perform a ceremonial flyover Fenway before the game. And yet, because of those noisy Air Force flying machines in the sky, some people felt compelled to call the cops. Like a cop is going to run outside and tell the planes to pull over. Listen, Grandpa, the Cold War is pretty much over. This wasn't some sort of air drill. Those filthy communists in the Red Scare aren't targeting places like Somerville, Reading, or Dorchester. They're just flying low for the hockey game. That's it. You can come out of your bomb shelters now. Those planes are already back in Westfield where they can't possibly hurt you. The only damage happened yesterday is watching the Bruins put their hurt on Pittsburgh in a 2-0 shutout. But hey, and never mind yapping, sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. And Elise at the Island Pond Rockies loves her power tools. Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman. Rockies got the best power, pool, power tool department in town. And every Rockies, good people, rock solid service like Annalise, the power tool expert of the Island Pond Rockies. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic, classic. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 610 and Hart with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, eventually rainy today and then rainy all the way through until Friday with a high of 42 today. Tomorrow, 59. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I may be getting ahead of myself. 
and uh, and stop me if I'm going too far with this. Uh, I already feel like we're doing the best show we've done all year. Yeah, we have. I mean, yeah. I, already. Hey, I, I feel that way. Hey, can't you feel the? I can see the smile on your face. Oh, I can hear yeah. the spring in your step. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's great to be so great to be back. I'm already anticipating my next vacation. That's spring in your step. That's just you hobbling with your knee, right? Yeah, those are inserts. Yeah, all right, <laughs> that's what they are. Did you have a good Christmas, by the way? I had a great Christmas. Did you? I really did. I had a really great time. I know this is a, not really a time we would where we would normally play. Am I the a hole? Uh huh. But uh, I may have to shine a, a light on myself. You may find this hard to imagine, but sometimes I have been accused of being an a-hole. Get out of here. Huh? You? Yes. Nev- never in my life have I ever heard the words a-hole and Mike Baxendale in the same sentence. Bax and a-hole I've heard in the same sentence. Oh, but never okay. Mike Baxendale yeah, well, and a-hole. So rare when the full yeah. name is used. Anyway, um, throughout the course of, say, like, late October, November, mm-hmm. parts of December, uh, my wife would say, because, you know, I, I, the, uh, the Amazon Prime account is actually in, in, in my name. Yeah. So, you know, it's associated with a credit card that, that I have and all that other stuff. So, right. you know, if somebody, if my wife wants something from Amazon, what she'll do is she'll just send me the link of what she wants and say, could you order this? And I do. And it comes here to the station. And and that's that. Yeah. Well, over the course of October, November, and part of December, she sent me a bunch of Amazon links of stuff to get. Is it stuff that she wanted or is it stuff for other people? Well, see, that's not always clear to me. Mm-hmm. She just says, could you order this? Sometimes she'll say, this is for so-and-so or this is from so-and-so. Right, right, right. Uh, and then sometimes she'll... Uh, She'll say that she will say who it's for, and I will have very little recollection of who it is for. Mm-hmm. I just go ahead and blindly order it. But what I t- uh, tend to do is take all of these Amazon packages and leave them in the office until Christmas. Right. Thinking these are going to be the Christmas gifts. Yeah. Among the Christmas gifts that I will order. <clears throat> So it's uh it's Christmas Eve and I uh I bring a whole box of stuff that I've I've wrapped. Yeah. And uh we exchange gifts and she gives me a bunch of nice stuff and it's all great and everything, and then I give her this box of stuff. Yeah. And ninety percent of it is all the stuff that she wanted from Amazon anyway. Right. Including, and I did not know this, some gifts that were meant for other people. <laughs> now I now again, I didn't realize uh, I did not remember, recall specifically, uh, you know, what uh, some of these things were for or who they were for. I just uh. went ahead and blindly wrapped them, including one present in which the content, it was a container in which the contents of that container, yeah. the actual present itself, had fallen out of the container. And uh, what I didn't realize is actually I wound up giving her an empty container. I couldn't find the thing that was supposed to go in there. I don't know how that happened. Wait a minute. You're not questioning yourself when you're wrapping these things going, huh, oh, I just, I'll just i just wrap this one up, too. Sometimes I think that way, and then sometimes I uh, I don't. Okay. And at any point from September, October, November, and yes. even early December, yeah. did you say, is this the Christmas present, or is this for somebody else, well, or is this, for, like, you don't, uh, there was no list, like a separate list going, 
here's what I want, and by the way, here's this thing for this other person that we're getting. Well, here's what I've learned. Mm -hmm. uh, from now on, I will be asking those questions because she was like, what? <laughs> like one of the things that she got was like these replacement mop heads. Yeah. I don't think she thought of that as a Christmas you gift. You wrapped that up? Yes, I did. Why? Because I wasn't really sure what it was by the time I got it. So I just wrapped it up. Wait a minute. You didn't open the boxes? No, I opened the box. It, it came in the boxes. But yeah. it, this was just something to, you know, mop up the house. And, uh, you know, our mop has these replaceable heads on it. So I just, I wrapped it like a Christmas gift. <laughs> You're an and idiot. it apparently was not meant to be a Christmas gift. It was meant to clean the house. Yeah. Why, why Maybe would anticipation you... of Christmas. And then you didn't obviously pay attention that this mop needed to be replaced and you knew that you ordered it yeah but you don't you said well i don't know where that thing is i'm just gonna wrap all this stuff see this is why i'm thinking that christmas is somewhat of a learning experience uh rather than uh, a practical matter i've now learned that i need to separate the things that are actual gifts from things that are just meant to get yeah. the fourth quarter of whatever fiscal year you're talking about, you know you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be Aunt Bethany on yeah. uh, on Christmas vacation, where she just starts wrapping things around her house to give his presents to other people, <laughs> Jello mold, a cat, you know, other things. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. unless there's some sort of uh, you know determination of where these things are, I can't be responsible I'm, for everything i'm having a hard time comprehending the fact that you didn't i don't know what i like i look through my amazon going okay well this is here and yep. this is for this person and this is for this person and, right right and, and you know uh, and even even if even if uh let's say i was married and my wife sent me a link yeah uh that's you know showing me these things the first thing i would have said with the mop head going Oh, well, that must be for the house. Uh, yes, I probably should have thought of that, but I uh, I did not. Instead, I just thought, well, this would make a wonderful Christmas gift, and I'll just wrap it up and see what happens. So w was your wife questioning, though, like what happened to the gifts for this other person? Because you said 90% like of the gifts were for her, mm -hmm. and then the 10%, how many for gifts were for other people? I think at least... Uh, at least one that at least I know of. One, yes. Did you salvage that gift and rewrap it and give it to the person that it was meant for? We haven't seen that person yet, so it, it'll probably be rewrapped for that person. Okay. I'm sure. Yeah, but I mean, so I mean, it's not uh, it's not a total loss. I mean, I did get some things that she wasn't expecting. It wasn't you know just the stuff that she ordered on uh, on Amazon. It just uh, you know, but a bulk of it was because you know you. Yeah, you know, I go through a. I don't know how you are. I go through a, enough anxiety thinking about what do I want to get somebody for Christmas. You know, like uh, like a gift card to me is a great gift. I don't have to overthink it. I know they can get whatever they want. But if I have to think of like a specific item that says, "Oh, I got this because it reminded uh, me of you," I'm I'm gonna miss that one. I'm gonna swing and miss. You know, when every she, time when she asks for a two pack of Scrub Daddies. You're like, oh, well, well, you know what? This was something that she wanted me to wrap up and uh, put in. A, I'm going to wrap this up and put it in a box for her. Yeah, I, I would do. Why not? Make the, it special. The scrub daddies are nice, by the way. Do you see those? Things? Oh, I've got a couple of them yeah, in the house. Yeah, no, I, got a, I got it, a scrub mommy. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. I bought it the other day at Dollar General. It's, it's half of its.
light and soft on one side, and right. then the other half is like the scrub daddy side. I would have thought the mouth was bigger. Mm. <laughs> she's married. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. The mouth stays closed. Right. Yeah. yeah everything says right. it's fine. Is right. it clean? Yeah. It's fine. Right. But uh, I, I, yeah, it sounds like for a. A woman who's married to a guy who's in the communications business has zero communication with his wife. No, we usually have plenty of communication. We just didn't. Uh, we just didn't communicate on this, and we and and I probably should have asked more questions. But I, I, but I mean, I, listen, listen to what I'm telling you. You absolutely I should have asked more questions. Totally you should have been like, huh? I wonder if this is for uh, who, who's this for? I am completely in the wrong. What I'm telling you is, I'm learning my lesson, and in next year. Uh, we will get to the point where uh, everything will be uh, divided by gifts, non-gifts, gifts As, and non-gifts. Yes, you're gonna have to have two piles. Of and things. I will, I will bring the non-gifts home uh, right away, but the gifts stay in the office until Christmas. Man, she got she got lucky when she got you. Oh, she really did. Yeah, she really, really did. I mean, it's a, such a good relationship. It is actually; it's a great relationship. I'm surprised you didn't like start wrapping things around here as part of your gifts. Like, oh, look at this old bobblehead that's never going to be used again. <laughs> look at these old billboard signs. Yeah, I might have got a bunch of billboards that never going to get used again. This breakfast cereal that's 20 years old. My wife said to me that some of these things were not Christmas gifts, but I, you know, I got like a brain like a sieve, so I, you know, I can't always remember which ones were. Okay. And which ones were not. You have, essentially, you have four people to get gifts for. Yes. Your three kids and your wife. That's it. That's it. That's all. And anybody outside of your, you know, let's say maybe in-laws or whatever the deal may be, at least you know that these are the four that you need gifts for. You shouldn't be mixing up things and, and wrapping mop heads mm-hmm. and, and, and household items as part of the gift basket. Well, you see, again, this is this is why I started this off by saying that I may be the a-hole. You are the a-hole. Apparently, yeah. uh, that is a very popular opinion. Yeah. It would be like going to buy one of them bougie gift baskets from Frigo's and like the cookie spoon is still in there. You know what I mean? Like somebody forgot. <laughs> Along with your wine yeah. and your cheeses yeah. and the cookies, oh, but yeah. then there's the cookie with the with the dried dough on it. Well, life is all about learning lessons, mm-hmm. Steve, and I think this is a valuable teaching moment in which next year I will uh, do my best to not mess it all up. All we've learned is that you're just a giant idiot is what it comes down to. Apparently I am. Apparently I am. Hey, well, why, don't you, why don't you wrap up some uh, some Arm & Hammer washing soda for her, too, huh? Maybe some of them gain beads that you throw in to keep your laundry smelling fresh. You know, she said we were short on mayonnaise. Yeah. She's going to love this for Christmas. I might get some of that insect killer to get some of these cockroaches out of my life. The biggest one being my husband. When she said we needed more toilet paper, I thought, how yeah. great would that be yeah. around the tree? Yeah. It's 621 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Eight Stone Temple Pilots with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, freshening up the playlist here at Rock 102, huh? Hey, don't get too, don't get too far ahead of yourself. You know how old that song is, by the way? 25 years yeah, old, maybe? Ni- 1994. 29 <laughs> years old. Holy crap. I know.
I know. That's why when people say, why are you playing that stuff? Well, that's because it's, it's a almost, whole generation. There's almost, your new classic rock. It's almost 30 years old. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast going to be rainy from now until Friday. 42 for a high today, 59 for a high tomorrow. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. It's uh, We have news next on Rock 102. Dad, I need a new drum. 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. And we have breaking news. Uh, breaking news. A popular steakhouse is making a return to the Hamden County area during the new year. Western Massachusetts residents will be welcoming back Ponderosa Steakhouse in Chicopee. Shut the front door. And West Springfield. The J.K. Polk Investment Group acquired the rights to the Ponderosa name. This has been Lex Lotsabox with your Rock 102 News. Oh, man. Ponderosa. I, I used to love the Ponderosa. Come and get it at a Ponderosa. Remember that? Wasn't that the uh, yeah. tagline? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Remember the Sizzler? Do they have Sizzlers around here? Yeah. Well, I don't know about around here, but I because uh, they weren't here when I moved here. But There's something about having a steak buffet style or cafeteria style that I just think is so delicious, so convenient, so quick. Um. But I'm I'm excited about this. Yeah, who wouldn't? Ponderosa. Be? I know. Uh, Western Mass residents will be welcoming back Ponderosa and Chicopee in West Springfield uh, in 2009. The, li- the last Ponderosa in Massachusetts closed its door in Swansea, but remained in many fans and young millennials' hearts, including James Beaudry, chairman of J.K. Polk Investment Group, which is headquartered in Worcester. I've always loved Ponderosa, and I made it my life's work to bring it back. That's fantastic. You, you spent that- your life's work to bring back. Listen, I that one in Swansea was the one that we used to go to all the time. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, that when they uh, when they put in the the big gigantic salad bar that had the wings at the end of it, yeah. Man, I'd crush the living bejesus out of that thing. That, so Ponderosa it was a buffet thing, right? Or is it more well, it of like it was more cafeteria style? Like you, you, you walk, you, you got in line, you grabbed the tray, yeah, uh, and then you ordered what kind of steak you wanted, or you say, "I'll just, I'll just eat off the uh, the all you can eat buffet," yeah. which is oftentimes what I would do because right. yeah, when I was a poor college student, couldn't afford a twelve dollar steak. So what are you paying a la carte for the steak? Yes. The steak is a la carte, and then the buffet is the is the whatever the price is yeah. that you're going to pay for the buffet. And there are times when you'd say, "Man, I I wish I could afford a fifteen dollar porterhouse." And I, I I couldn't. I uh, I would imagine this is going to be like Golden Corral. Remember when Golden Corral came in here? Yeah. They were actually not bad when they first opened. Yes. And then all of a sudden. Everything just cheapened up, and uh, I haven't been there in 12 years. You know, I mean, that that's kind of how that worked. Actually, um, probably longer than that. That place has been open since, like, what, 2005 over there? It's uh, It's been yeah. there for quite a while, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm always uh, intrigued by how many cars are outside the Golden Corral. I'm always intrigued by how many people are fighting outside of the Golden Corral. There always seems to be a parking lot dispute, no matter what yeah. time of day you go over there. You okay, you have to wonder: are they fighting because they after leaving, or fighting on their way in? I, I, I this it was right before Christmas. I had to go over to uh, the Verizon store near there, mm-hmm. which is right in the same parking lot or next to it. Right, and uh, there was these two ladies uh, going at it, yelling at each other. So West Springfield, and what was the other location? Jigaby. Chick- okay, so where the old Chickabee, the old Chickabee Ponderosa is? 
Well, I don't, was, I don't know where it's going to be, but they just said it's going to be in Chicopee and West Springfield. When they open, mm-hmm. let's crown both. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's, let's in the get, same day. Yeah. Let's let's get an, an adequate steak and uh, and just and just go for it. Sure, why Ponderosa not? style. I would love to do that. I sure hope it's the same uh, cafeteria type of thing, because I haven't been to a good cafeteria in a long time. The guy said it's the same Ponderosa you know and you love. So but, that means but, it's going to be the same. But didn't love enough to avoid going into bankruptcy several years ago. Well. I, the idea that this was this man's life work was to bring back a Ponderosa. It would it would Speaks be volumes to this man's yeah, character. I know it would be like you know you know spending years and years trying to bring back the Howard Johnson's restaurants. Yeah, and what is it with? The, I mean, we we heard about old stores popping back up now. Uh, Ames. Mm-hmm. Ames, Ames is coming back. There was Ames. Now the Ponderosa. I'm trying to think. There was like one other, and I can't remember what it is. It was something that had long passed, and now it's coming back. I, it, Chess King. Chess King. Love to get some skinny ties and some parachute pants. Orange Julius. Orange, Orange Julius is still around, though. Ugh. Yeah, I know. It's Gross. not great. But but uh, there there are times when you're in a shopping mall and you say, man, this shopping mall experience is pretty terrible. If you know, only they had an Orange Julius to turn it all around. I'll tell you more about this later, but uh, we took a ride to, to Hershey, Pennsylvania. Really? Over the week off. Oh, yeah. You know, where everybody wants to go on their holiday. Now, how'd you get there? We'll talk about that too, right? So, uh, but you know, I would love to know what Waze had to say about that. Stopping along uh, different uh, places along the way, and we really need to up our game in the convenience store business around here. We, like, it, there's something about once you get <clears throat> north of New Jersey. Yep. That the that the the chains of gas stations and and convenience stores seem to just take a nosedive. Like they don't have all the things available yeah. that all these other places do. When you go south, yeah, like you talked about a Wawa, mm-hmm. uh, a Hux is like in, in the, the the South Midwest. Yeah, those are really good, and it's like and it's more than a convenience store. Like I mean, you could shop for the whole week. I got a new one. I tried Sheets. Sheets is good too. I've had the Sheets. Okay. All this talk about Popeye's chicken sandwich and uh-huh. all this other stuff, this was the best chicken sandwich I've ever had as far as a fast food thing goes. It was delicious. And from it, the sheets. From the sheets. And basically, it's one of those things where you walk in, they got all these kiosks, you walk in, you order the food, mm-hmm. and then you wait, you know, five minutes or whatever, and then the thing pops in. You know, all they're doing is preparing it. They're just, you know, assembling it for you. All the food is pre-cooked. And they're, and they're putting it together for you. It was one of the best chicken sandwiches I ever had. Of course. From the sheets. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't we have one of these up here? Why don't we have a Wawa? Why don't we have... Uh, there was another one in um, in Maryland. It was something Farms, I think. I can't remember the Not name. Not Cumberland. No, no, no. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, I'll, I'll have to. Re- I'll have to go back and research what it was. But that was another yeah. good one too. That you know. Why don't we have these things here? Years ago, I was in one called the PDQ, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty damn quick. And they had a full deli. You could go in there, yeah. fill your gas tank, buy some ladder, uh, some lottery tickets, and have like a, like a, get up like a pound of ham and cheese. 
Sliced very thin. Yeah, I don't think you can do that at the Sheets, but you can order definitely order deli sandwiches. Like, they have turkey and ham and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Believe me, I have, I have had the Sheets, and I've had it often. And it was uh, it was so good. Like, it, like enough, I could have eaten another one, even though my body wouldn't have gr- agreed with that. But I didn't. I didn't. I only had the one. Could have bought but, one for later. But it was a it was a delicious chicken sandwich, and we definitely need to get more of these places around yeah, here. We need to wrap things up. Mm-hmm. A man who was uh, shot in Springfield on New Year's Day on Allen Street in Springfield has died from his injuries, police have confirmed. The shooting happened Sunday evening. According to the department, their shot spotter system activated at 7.05 p.m. in the vicinity of the 200 block of Allen Street near the Wave gas station. Springfield Public Information Officer Ryan Walsh treated, uh, treated, tweeted more details about the scene when the officers arrived, saying in part, quote, officers located an adult male gunshot victim who was transported to Bay State and later succumbed to his injuries. The other person involved remains on the scene. Uh, the two parties knew each other. Officers recovered two firearms. No arrests have been made at this time. It was a very sad story, but I think I should point out that uh, I don't think uh, in the time we've done it, I don't think Ryan Walsh ever treated for anything. He's never been what? I don't think he's ever treated any, anybody. No, he hasn't treated anybody. Never. Yeah. Tweeted, yes. Treated, no. It's usually him. Hey, uh, what guys can you get me? What can you get me, guys? Uh, Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno told Western Mass News that he has been briefed with the details of the shooting. He sends his condolences to the family involved and hopes the investigation will unveil more information. But New Year's. Yeah. New Year's shooting right here in Springfield. Yeah. Uh, another one up in Hadley. A man was arrested in Connecticut Saturday after he allegedly shot a man. I shot a man. What's your man got to do with me? I said I shot a man. I ain't trying to hear that, see? On Mill Valley Road in Hadley, according to the police, officers were called to 102 Mill Valley Road. Ooh, Ooh. Very, yeah. were they listening to us? I don't think so. Uh, just before 4 p.m. Saturday, officers said they located a 51-year-old male shooting victim conscious and alert when they arrived at the scene. The victim had sustained non-life-threatening injuries and was transported to Bay State for treatment. Hadley and state police managed to identify the alleged suspect and obtained a warrant for his arrest. Officials said they located the 28-year-old suspect in Waterbury, Connecticut, where he was taken into custody. He will need to face, face extradition proceedings in Connecticut before he can be returned to Massachusetts. Hmm. That's uh, Hadley. It uh, doesn't seem like the place that uh, you'd get a shooting on New Year's Eve. Not usually, no. I mean, it's Springfield, I can see. Uh, but not, you know, not Hadley. Not, ha- not Hadley. Hadley doesn't, doesn't Hadley's a, you know, a pretty uh, nonviolent town. In just one week, nine of Connecticut's first recreational marijuana dispensaries will open their doors to customers. Uh, Let me tell you something, Connecticut. You're going to love them. But how will this affect dispensaries in our area? The 22 News team spoke with Jim Robinson, the owner of Jim Buddy's Rec Shop in Chicopee. The cannabis dispensary on Memorial Drive has been open since October. He said that business has been going strong so far and why... Uh, dispensary, Massachusetts dispensaries will remain more desirable compared to Connecticut's. Higher potency, more availability. Uh, I can't talk this morning. Higher potency, more availability, and less taxes. You don't know what you want. Uh, you know you don't want to pay more taxes based on the potency of the product that you get. There are potency levels set on the cannabis and on the vape cartridges in Connecticut. Mm. I didn't know that. They charge you more for the higher potency in Connecticut? That seems weird, huh? That does seem a little okay, weird. Because in Massachusetts, you just you're, you're paying for well the I maximum mean, potency there is. It's usually just a, like if you like, let's say alcohol. Yeah. Like if you 
buy a higher proof alcohol. The alcohol you buy a hundred proof of uh, what's it, Mister Boston? Yeah, it's still the same cost as as the hundred proof. Uh, you know something else. It's interesting, like uh, when it comes to booze, like the higher the alcohol content, yeah, it's often cheaper the booze. I don't know about that. What about one fifty one rum? All right, if you're buying like a Bacardi 151, yeah. you'll probably pay, you know, top dollar. But if you buy something else, some other brand, yeah, you're going to get a you could get it for a hell of a lot less. What about Everclear? Ooh, man, the 190 proof Everclear is like a dangerous uh tool of aggression. Why would was is that more of like an anesthetic? <laughs> Why would anybody well, want to drink I've that? I've never I've never known anyone to stay awake. Yeah. After drinking it. I remember uh, my brother and his buddies made a made a punch bowl full of that and Everclear and, yeah. and like Kool-Aid or something and then put a, ha- a hazardous material placard on oh, the side yeah. of it because it was flammable. But uh it was it didn't taste good. No, you you can't well you never drink it straight. It'll kill you. But, but if you mix it up with stuff enough like uh, like uh, like you know sugary additives. Yeah. You can survive. I guess. It ain't pretty, but you can survive. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy with a high of 42. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 59. It is 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. GG Inks. Two Springfield's Classic Rock at 651. And the Rolling Stones of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rainy today with a high of 42. Tomorrow, uh, more of the same with a high of 59. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, before you get into uh, what you're going to get into, just want to quickly uh, mention about the uh, the Daily Podcast. Yeah. If you miss any part of today's show, Daily Podcast, like I said, this is the best show we've done all year. Uh, it'll be available after 10 o'clock this morning. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, Lou Barlow from uh, Dinosaur Jr., Westfield's very own Lou Barlow. Uh, joins me. We'll talk about uh, the band and uh, Sebado and Folk Implosion and all the other stuff that guy has done. And in case you missed it last week, I talked to uh, Steve Conti, the uh, the uh, the guitar player for the New York Dolls and the Michael Monroe Band. He's about to release a brand new solo record, which he's written five songs with Andy Parker tracks. TC. It's actually a really cool interview. Both interviews are very cool. They're available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Rock102.com. And you can uh, nagle mind your business, too. Yeah, you got a new one up, too. I got a new one up, too. Uh, talking to a, a hairstylist. Now, how's uh, what you get? What did a bald man get out of that conversation? Well, uh, she's, a, she's a nice gal. She works down here at uh, JMG in uh, in East Longmeadow. Yeah. And uh, she every once in a while, she does one of these uh, bald shaven things to me. To, to okay. Kind of, to, and evens up the beard and all sure. that stuff because I screw it up. Uh, but she's got some really interesting stories, and you can hear all about it on the uh, on the podcast. Well, there, so there you go. go. Very good. Hey, what do you say? We open up the old mailbag. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. Letters. Oh, we get letters. Another one from the Hawkman. Oh, Jesus. He's a little upset with you, Mr. Baxendale. What do I do now? 
Good morning, Mr. Nagel. I sent Bax a Merry Christmas present that was intended for his wife, Jenny, and I sent it to the studio. And before it arrived, I told Bax not to open it and give it to Jenny, but he went ahead and opened it and ruined the Christmas surprise for her, and I'm very pissed off. Oh, my God. Thanks, the Hawkman. All right, this is what happens. It didn't say your name on it. Didn't say her name on it. It said my name on it. Yeah. I get a bunch of packages every single week here at Rock 102. How was I supposed to know that that was his as opposed to somebody else's? The uh, the title of the email is Bax Ruined Christmas. I didn't ruin Jack Squat. Let me tell you something there, Steve. Bax has ruined many, many Christmases for me <laughs> over the years. This isn't, uh, you're not, you're nothing special there, buddy. I've never ruined a Christmas for you. You've always ruined Christmas. How? Uh, by leaving me here and, uh, working, uh, most of the time. Well, life is about choices, Steve. No, it's really not about choices. It was kind of just the way it happened and I was forced to stay here and, uh, and work and run best of shows and all that other stuff for many, many years. Well, and, now, uh, now, uh, you're the, you're the host. You're the co-host of this show. Yeah, which kind of sucks because now I can't take off the time that I wanted to throughout the rest of the year when I wanted to. We have to take vacation at the same time. Well, I mean, all we need to do is have our producer. Oh, that's yeah, right. We that's don't right. have, we have one. a producer putting stuff but together. As, as far as the Hawkman belly aching about uh, me ruining Christmas, I didn't ruin Jack squat. She was very happy with the gift yeah. that, uh, that the Hawkman gave her. And uh, you know, no harm, no foul, nothing, uh, nothing untoward was done or exposed. It was all a great surprise. What was the gift? He got her a uh, a Patriots knit hat. Really? Yes. I would uh, I would suggest maybe uh, an organizer next year. Uh, so you don't for you for me. Yeah. So you don't wrap up gifts that were intended for other people. I didn't wrap up that one because I because once I opened it, I realized, oh, this is this is from Steve. This is from the Hawkman. So of all the packages that came to the radio station that you just wrap, you ripped out of the box and you wrapped up. Uh, oh, look, all my Christmas shopping's done. That was the one you didn't wrap up as a present. Yeah, that's right. Why not? Because once I realized what it was. It, I, then I realized who it was from. Did and there was nothing inside that package that said it was from him. But Nothing. You, but once you opened it, you realized what it was. I realized, oh, this must be from him. Right. So then why didn't you wrap it up? You wrapped everything else. Because I knew this is from him for her. Why is he buying my wife Christmas gifts? I will never uh, know. I don't know. Well, anyway, you're a jerk. How about that? That's what that's what does. Uh, <clears throat> the Hawkman says, you ruined his Christmas. Sorry, dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. There yeah, you go. Well, there what you are you going to do? He says he told you, and you opened it anyway. Listen, I got like five packages that day. Yeah. How, how was I supposed to know which one was which? Man. All this, uh, all this uh, quadriplegic wants is for you to treat him nicely on Christmas, and you couldn't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he wanted, yeah, Bax. I guess I'm a bastard. What go. are you going to do? It's 658 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters. Before and after the storm. Hey. 
Good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, the New England Patriots are staring right into the face of a possible return to the playoffs. Now, I know this hasn't been the easiest season for some of you Patriots fans. The tepid offense, the questionable play calling, the inadequate protection provided by the offensive line. It's all been straight out trash this season. And yet, because they were able to beat Miami on Sunday, the Patriots are suddenly very in a very interesting position heading into the final regular game of the season. First and foremost, the Patriots have to meet the Buffalo Bills on Sunday in Buffalo. Now, the Bills were supposed to face the Cincinnati Bengals last night, but that game got postponed after Buffalo safety DeMar Hamlin suffered a apparent cardiac arrest in the first quarter. Hamlin remains in critical condition, and there's been no word as to when the game will be rescheduled. I mean, not to seem insensitive, but rescheduling that game so close to the end of the season is tricky, especially since the NFL has already flexed the schedule in which the Patriots and Bills and Jets and Miami will all be playing at the same time, 1 o'clock, to protect the competitive nature of these games. Because even if the Patriots lose to Buffalo on Sunday, they could still get in if the Jets beat Miami, the Steelers lose to the Browns, and the Titans lose to Jacksonville. So you see, suddenly, this is getting complicated because while everybody wishes DeMar Ham on a full and safe recovery, the selfish part about being a football fan is wondering how the hell this is going to affect the rest of us. And while no one likes to think that way, I think we'd all like to know what's going on over here. What I'm trying to tell you is this. The NFL will figure this out. DeMar Hamlin is getting the best medical attention he can get, and all the Patriots have to do is worry about beating the Bills on Sunday, even if they play the Bengals tonight, tomorrow night, or somewhere in between. And while the playoff implications are important, they're probably not as important as the health and recovery of DeMar Hamlin because that's actually what people should be focused on, at least right now. But hey, never my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. If I were building stuff, like, you know, every day, I'd probably use Milwaukee Power Tools and I'd make AJ at the Ludlow Rockies my go-to tool person. AJ runs the power tool department at the Ludlow Rockies and professionals or homeowner, whatever you are, she's ready to help you today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 710, and Ozzy with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be rainy uh, today and tomorrow. High of 42 today, 59 for a high tomorrow. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. That's weird. Uh, like, this is not January weather. Tomorrow is supposed to be like 58. Yesterday was like, it was a pretty nice day out. Well, what, what day was it last week where it was like almost... Uh, it's like 68 degrees out. I think it was probably either Wednesday or Thursday. It was fantastic. But I wasn't here. I was uh, I was in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Hey, how'd you get there? Down the old Hershey Highway. That's what I thought. That's right. Did ways take you down there? Oh, way all the ways down into the Hershey <laughs> Highway and uh, even to the, uh, the... And everything down there is chocolate-related, of course. Yeah, it's great. There's a there's like an old nasty hotel, and it's called the Chocolate Express. <laughs> That's the one you can only enter through the rear of the building. Of course. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Now, is there a town anywhere close to there called, like, Diabetes, Pennsylvania? Uh, no, but that's exactly what you get when you go to the Hershey's Chocolate World. Ah. I kept calling it the World of Chocolate. But Listen, I was uh, getting uh, yelled at. You don't need all of those toes. You still, yeah. you still got like eight left. Yeah, but uh, my girlfriend's uh, brother lives there with his family. Okay, and uh, and I had met met him back uh, at Thanksgiving, and then uh, again a couple of weeks later, and then I said, well, so we'll come down, you know, for a couple of days. 
check out Hershey, PA. Uh, pretty nice town, that little Hershey they got going on there. Have you ever been there before? Um, I have not been through Hershey. Oh, you're missing out. I, I, I would imagine that's why I asked how the uh, what kind of directions you needed. Yeah, yeah it's just all south. It's all south. Good to know. It's the evacuation route. <laughs> the Hershey Highway. But they have like Chocolate Avenue and things yeah, like that yeah. uh, throughout the town. But we uh, we went. Uh, there, is there a gift shop there where they, you can have some chocolate, but also say like a, a like a, a rusty sheriff's badge? Oh yeah, or, you get that's yeah. yeah. You're the rusty sheriff's badge <laughs> of Hershey Town. That's right. Um, but all all of the uh, <laughs> the jokes aside, yeah, right. Um, we went to the uh, the Hershey uh, Chocolate World, which I want to say World of Chocolate, but it's, it's the Chocolate, chocolate World. world. And um, they have it's basically just they have Hershey Park there where you could you could go to the amusement park because it's kind of like Six Flags has the holiday. Well, they used to have the holiday in the park thing yeah. where you go there and you can still ride the rides. Same thing with with, with this Hershey thing. But I, I didn't want to spend all day in an amusement park like that wasn't. Uh, yeah, and I get that my kind of thing. But we went to the, that chocolate world thing where it's basically a giant Hershey gift shop. And they have all the different, they have the Hershey Kisses, they have... Mm-hmm. Uh, Hershey the Bars. Hershey Bars, yeah. uh, the Reese's, they have, uh, they have all kinds of... All kinds they got those of special stuff. dark ones, I love those. They do have the special oh, dark ones. I love that, those are my favorites. And they have this little, uh, the, 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 this little tram thing that you get on, and you dr- and it goes through the whole story about how Milton Hershey uh, created this, this giant chocolate candy bar thing. I, a lot of stuff I didn't know about. Like, they have this Hershey school, this Milton Hershey school. Did you ever hear about this? No, I have never heard of this. It's like underprivileged kids. This Milton Hershey, like, it's basically people, um, you can volunteer to live in one of these beautiful homes that they Mm -hmm. have in the center of Hershey, Pennsylvania, and, and host these kids that go to this school. It's yeah. it's like it's like a uh, and it's it's all like stuff paid for by the Hershey company. So you're basically becoming a uh, a uh, a chocolate foster family. You basically, you are a chocolate foster family. But uh, and and it tells you how you know how the whole thing came to be. Use local dairy farmers and yada yada yada. And then he made the Hershey Hershey bar uh, company. Huh. I'll be damned. But uh, you would think that going to a place like that. That the chocolate would be cheaper than what you would pay for it in the store, and it's not. No. It's actually just as expensive or more expensive. Well, it's it's more expensive because if, you know if you go through the tour, you're gonna want you're gonna be jonesing for, for for some chocolate. Yeah, and if they jack up the price, you're gonna pay it because you're all of a sudden you're all you're thinking about is how much chocolate you want to eat. Right, and it's not that you can't. It's the most important room in the entire building is the gift shop. Right, and it's not that you can't get. Um, you can't get your your favorites there, or even the specialty stuff anywhere else around here. But it's right. every it's all in one spot. So I got a couple of bags of Hershey Kisses that were like hazelnut, Ooh. and uh, strawberry. Mm, well, then I would like that. Those are actually pretty good, really. And uh, chocolate truffle Hershey Kisses. Oh, no one like knows truffles. the truffles I've seen. And oh, I know they're delicious. And uh, it was it was actually a pretty cool experience. And then you have the the, the downtown Hershey, where it, where it's like all the traffic, all the street lamps are Hershey Kisses. Yeah. Huh. And then uh, and then uh, they have this. It's like a restaurant row kind of thing. Okay. Kind of like an entertainment district kind of thing. But the whole town is like 
it's set up the way it was built back in the 1900s when they built all these neighborhoods for right. all the people to work at the factory and all that stuff. It's a very nice town. Let me ask you this. Because uh, you know, I used to live not too far away from the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory, the very yeah. chocolate factory that Jeffrey Dahmer used to work in, and you could smell uh, you could smell the chocolate in the air if you as you walked by. Now it yeah. really wasn't very good chocolate, to be quite honest. I mean, Hershey's is much better. Can you smell it? Can you smell the chocolate in the air when you're out there? You can smell it when you're definitely in the uh, when you're definitely in the store. Oh, you man. can smell it. But can you to, imagine that. But, but the kids made we had uh, this cost. This set me back forty bucks. You ready for this? Reese's Stuff Your Own Cup. What's that? It's like the size of a pie is the shell of the Hershey. Uh, it's like a Reese's, it's a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah. And it's like an assembly line. You walk up and you tell them, uh, would you like anything else inside this uh, Reese's? And they have like marshmallows and brownies and and like and candy. You can put like a, a bunch of different things inside this Reese's. Yeah. And then you, you get like three ingredients. They put the ingredients in a bowl and then they take this giant vat of peanut butter, the Reese's peanut butter, and they put plop it into the thing and mix it all around oh my god and then pour it into the cup so you, the cup it's probably like the size of uh like a small like a like a mama celeste pizza sure like like that size yeah yeah and it's about you know three or three inches thick it's pretty it's pretty damn thick that it, sounds fantastic for 20 bucks <sighs> yeah, it's probably worth it once so a lifetime opportunity so, so we got we got two of them and uh we all enjoyed it over the sure. course of uh, you know over a, a week, a week's time. It was it was absolutely delicious. I bet it was. It sounds fantastic. It it does, but it's like that was the diabetes you were talking about. Yeah, they sell that to you in cup form, in Reese's cup form. You know, I really wish sometimes that uh, you know, I mean, Hershey, Pennsylvania side. You know, that's uh, that's that's pretty awesome, or or what have you. That that, that we had here in Springfield like a food item that we were known for. I mean, you know, the pancake breakfast, you know, that, that's not... Yeah. Springfield is not known for pancakes. That's not why people would come no, here no, 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 for no. the pancakes. It's like that's one day in May and that's it. But, you know, if there were like one item that we had here in Springfield that was like mm. the, the, the signature item in Springfield. We don't have that. Right. We don't have that. Well, speaking of signature items, you know, I, I got to, to kind of see the area a little bit around... Yeah. Uh, and uh, do you know what the capital of Pennsylvania is? Uh, Without looking it up. Philadelphia? No. Scranton? No. Pittsburgh? Nope. Why am I not knowing this? I don't know. Harrisburg? Yes. That's what it so is. So we're driving yes. along with my girlfriend's brother and uh, him. By the way, I got a new bromance going on with this guy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You it's, like him more than you like your girlfriend? It's like George when he hung out with Tony. You know? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, Tony! Tony! Going rock climbing today, Tony. Oh, yeah. Tony's got a friend new fracture. And uh, so... Uh, Did he we, talk about himself in the third person? No, he didn't. But, oh. but we were driving along, and he's like pointing things out, and he's like, well, and he goes, and right over there is the Capitol building. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Capitol building? Well, it's the capital of the state, uh, Harrisburg. And I said... I was today years old when I realized that the capital of Pennsylvania was Harrisburg. I had no idea. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I would have thought Philadelphia was, 
And then it was, you know, pointed out that Philadelphia was the nation's capital, capital for a one, period of time. At one point, but is no longer that and is no longer and was never the state capital. How did I not know that? Uh, it's a very good question. And I feel kind of stupid not knowing it myself. I know. I felt like an idiot. Yeah. Not knowing that Harrisburg, Pennsylvania was the capital. Well, uh, be that as it may, mm-hmm. uh, you still got a chance to see the Capitol, which is uh, which is nice. Yeah. Right? I mean, like... Well, we just saw it from a distance. We didn't actually go to the Capitol. Yeah, I mean, you probably could have taken a tour of the Capitol building. We went to a Dave and Buster's, because you can't find any of those anywhere across the country. They wanted to show me what Pennsylvania was really all about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to a Dave and Buster's. Let's go to a place where they have very dirty balls and a vat. But uh, we we went out, we went out for lunch the one day in downtown Hershey, and now I can't remember the name of this restaurant. But <clears throat> it was a place that served like it was all pub food and sandwiches. Okay, and uh, the fried pickles were like the best. Really, it was the best fried pickle I ever had. It was like a pickle spear, and it had that coating on it, like they put those, uh, you know, the chicken fingers you get from a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, that's what the it was like a beer batter kind of. Oh thing no, on kidding! It. It was delicious. But I had a sandwich, and apparently it's a Pittsburgh thing, but that is spreading across the state. The sandwiches, have you ever had a Pittsburgh sandwich? I don't know if I have. So I got a roast beef sandwich. Yeah. And they top it with coleslaw and French fries. Really? It was probably one of the best sandwiches I've ever had. No kidding. Yeah, it was absolutely delicious, and it was stacked like you know that thing, like a Dagwood almost, with the you know probably five right. or six inches high. It was awesome. See, now that's we need something like that. I don't understand, like you know how these things don't catch on in other parts of the country, though. I don't know. I have I have no idea. When I lived in Illinois, I lived yeah. there for like a, like a like a half a year. They had something called the uh, the horseshoe sandwich. Yeah. And it was like two pieces of toast. And then like it could either be like hamburger or chicken or steak or a pork chop and it's covered with fries, okay? Yeah. And then on top of the fries, they would pour this beer cheese sauce on top. Mm. And it was freaking fantastic. Now you can get the horseshoe which is the two slices of bread and and, uh, and and meat, or the pony shoe, which was just one. But come on, you one. You got to get the horseshoe. You got to get the horseshoe. And I thought, man, that's a, what a great sandwich that is. I would love to see that served all over the country. Yeah. N- I, never took off. I didn't think I would like coleslaw on top of my sandwich or french fries. On, well, french fries I could see, but the uh, the coleslaw wasn't really uh, keen to that. Oh, I don't it was know. Actually, like, really like, good. Like in, in like traditional pulled pork sandwiches, you put coleslaw on top of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, it sounds pretty good. It was damn good. And you <sighs> know what? Uh, after I had that, Lickdale, Pennsylvania. Lickdale. That's a town that we saw. All really? The way down. I believe you enter through Hershey, the Hershey Highway. Yes. To get all the way back to Lickdale. Uh huh. Is that just around the corner? Yeah, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> I see what you're going with that one. Yeah, there's a hotel there called Next to the Butt Nut Hut. <laughs> right near the Hershey Highway. It's 723 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Bourbon, barbecue, and blues is back. Powered by Dave Miner. 731. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Springfield Fire Department was sent to 101 Lowell Street for a car fire 
this morning. According to the department, there are no reported injuries, and uh, this is still an active fire, which this happened at uh, 4.52 a.m. I'm pretty sure the car fire is probably out by now. They usually don't let it go much longer than four hours. Yeah, it's not like they stand around going, hey, you guys got some uh, hot dogs or some marshmallows we can roast on this thing? Yeah, not, that's not a good time for s'mores. The uh, arson and bomb squad is investigating, and uh, 22 News will provide updates as soon as more information becomes available. Uh, you know, like, hey, that car fire is out. Yeah, you know, we're, we're sitting here watching the news this morning, and uh, I'm watching on the, on the online, and they got uh, Jillian Andrews talking about this story, which is uh, new laws that are going to be put in place. Yeah. Massachusetts laws that go into effect in 2023. She's standing in Court Square in 30-degree weather reporting on this story. Um, it's not her fault. Well, was she, was she trying to get like a man-on-the-street uh, reaction? There's nobody out there. There's nobody in Court Square. There's no man on the street? 5.30 in the morning. No. Who, well, maybe there's a man on the street, but he ain't talking. <laughs> no, he's holding the camera. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and no, I've never really understood that. If you're going to do a story about the laws that have changed standing behind the courthouse isn't really going to help you embellish the story she could have been in the nice toasty newsroom or you know on the set aren't there uh, yeah aren't there laws about sending pretty young things out to court square at five <laughs> o'clock in the morning well if they on the street interviews that people that don't exist if there's not doggone it there should be i guess so and with the new year comes new laws here are just some of the new laws that will go into effect in 2023 yes the fair share amendment the law will impose a four percent surtax on income over one million dollars in the state will now be known as article cxxi of the <sighs> articles of the amendment of the massachusetts constitution makes cxxii Look like uh, yeah, no a kidding. blue law. Yeah. Well, thank God we dodged that bullet. Voters approved the law during the November election. I asked question one. It received 52% of the votes, yada, yada, yada. The Work and Family Mobility Act, the law also known as the driver's license legislation, will allow Massachusetts residents who cannot provide proof of lawful presence in this country to go get a driver's license or permit after meeting other requirements. Earlier this year, the House and Senate both, over, uh, both voted to override the governor's veto of the driver's license bill. And uh, that became question four. Mm -hmm. That goes into effect on July 1st. The Clean Energy and Climate Plan. Governor Baker signed new climate legislation in March of 21 to help reduce greenhouse gases emissions and work towards net zero emissions in 2050. It's so far away. I mean, mean, I'll I'll be long, long retired by 2050. I'll never make it. Part of the bill. Uh, will be in effect this year. The legislation will authorize the Department of Energy to establish an energy code for newly constructed buildings that municipalities may adopt. That's not a. That's a boring one. I'll be 84 years old before that happens. Uh, yeah. That's not going to make much difference to me. When I'm 84, I'm going to have other things to worry about. Sports betting. That was signed into law by Governor Charlie Baker in August. Massachusetts casinos have already applied for in-person and online sports betting, and Gaming Commission is now working to approve those applications. In December, the commission narrowed down the date of a soft launch for in-person sports betting on January 31st of 2023. Yeah, because they want to make sure that these casinos know how to operate this kind of thing. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, with marijuana, we just legalized it without anybody having any kind of, like— yeah, there's no preparation. It was like two years later before it became, you know, rec- the first rec shop opened. Right, but with sports books, 
when you're talking about like you know win or uh you know mgm or even fan duels or you know DraftKings, they already know how to operate it we don't we don't need a soft opening they no. it's it's you flip a switch and you get start you get going that's the, it the launch would allow betters to plunk down wagers ahead of the super bowl but not for the nfl's conference championship that goes on on january 29th but is largely dependent upon the commission's equipment and software testing partner gaming labs international Completing the work it needs to ensure that the technology the casinos will use meets the commission's standards. Now don't you worry. They're all um, they're all ready to go. Uh, another blue law. The Massachusetts blue law controls which businesses can operate on Sundays and uh, some legal holidays. For some retailers in the state, they are required to pay employees a premium rate on Sundays if the business employs more than seven workers. However, since 2018, this rate has been slowly declining, and by January 1st of which was two days ago, that premium payment will be eliminated. So you don't have to pay anybody extra time for working on a Sunday anymore. Well, we never got extra time. $15 minimum wage. How about that? We're looking at a raise. Currently a minimum wage of fourteen twenty-five. That we do have a beginning January, 23, uh, January 1st. It's now $15 an hour. Wow. And the service rate will be six seventy-five an hour. So that's uh that's uh, let's see 75, 75 cents uh, times uh time, know, times forty what what are you doing that's an extra thirty bucks a week hey thirty bucks a week uh, makes a big difference to some people you're damn right it does that's, uh, that's the difference between you know getting uh, you know, good cigarettes or those cheap knockoffs the increase is applied to all employees except for agricultural workers members of religious orders workers being trained in certain educational nonprofit or religious organizations and outside salespeople and then finally we have the RMV cannabis education this is not a law but a new curriculum by the RMV to teach teenagers about the risks of cannabis impaired driving Massachusetts I, I love the name of it the uh, what is it uh, read read on. RMV the oh, as of January oh the blunt truth, <laughs> shifting gears the blunt truth about marijuana and driving. Do they realize that blunt is a word with two different meanings? I don't know if they have or not. It could be. I mean, blunt. You know, in in some respects, could be a you know a, a no frills, right in your face uh, explanation of uh, of the curriculum and it could also be like a uh, like a philly blunt cigar hollowed out so you can put your weed inside of it yeah that's what you smoke when you're driving yeah, around your neighborhood that's exactly i want to get blunted my brother that's right that's how cheech and chong did it with the van remember that one with the big giant uh the big giant joint on top of their roof yeah yeah that's a good one they were smoking in there they were smoking these, a lot these kids could uh, face the blunt truth pretty soon uh, and of course, you know, now that Connecticut's going to be opening these recreational shops in about 10 days from now, they do the story about how uh, more kids sickened by edibles at home as legal pot grows. Would you use the term sickened or shown a good time? <laughs> well, like, again, <laughs> Steve. If you were to take uh, some edibles to, say, relax and fall asleep, mm -hmm. you'd probably take, what, one, two, maybe? Ten. Yeah. Okay, let's, okay. <laughs> that's not wanting to just take a nap. That's no, wanting no. to fall into a coma. Right. But you know how a kid is when they open up, like, a, some, some, a bag full of gummy bears? Oh, yeah. They're finishing the bag. 
they're not going to stop at two. That's why, like, the Lay's potato chip people used to say, bet you can't have more than one, or bet you can't stop it. Bet, bet you can't, can't eat, eat just one. Bet right. you can't eat just one. You can eat the whole bag. Right. So that's the difference between uh, the uh, the recreational marijuana user and a child. Uh, I would not leave them all out in a candy dish. The number of young kids, especially toddlers, who accidentally ate marijuana-laced treats rose sharply over five years as pot became legal in more places in the U.S. More than 7,000 confirmed cases of kids younger than six eating marijuana edibles were reported through the nation's poison control centers between 2017 and 2021, climbing from about 200 to more than 3,000 per year. Nearly a quarter of the children wound up hospitalized, some seriously ill, according to a new analyst in the journal Pediatrics. And those are just the reported cases, said uh, Dr. Merritt Tweet, a medical toxicologist with the Southern Illinois School of Medicine. Cases of kids eating pot products such as candies, chocolates, and cookies have coincided with more states allowing the recreational use of cannabis. Uh, currently, 37 states uh, use permit permit use of marijuana for medical purposes in 21 states for recreational use. You know, uh, you mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, Connecticut's going to get its own dispensaries. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this for a long, long time. Uh, tell me what you think. Haven't we had just about enough of those people from Connecticut, and you know who you are, coming up here to Massachusetts, infiltrating our way of life, taking away the jobs that Massachusetts people don't want to have, I mean, should not we then build a wall between Massachusetts and Connecticut to protect ourselves from their, you know, slow and uh, possibly illegal uh, pouring through our borders? Yeah, I guess we could. I mean, I'm up to here with some people from Connecticut. I know. People in Connecticut. It seems like another world down there. Litchfield, Tolland, New Haven. All of those places. Yeah. And they're coming up here. Coventry. Yeah, right. Coming up here, grabbing our our uh, medical grade weed, and then bringing it back down to Connecticut, like like you know, like we're some sort of cartel. Well, I don't well, think we need to be dragged into their uh, into their problems. Well, we kind of aren't a cartel around here. Yeah, I know, but I'm just trying to say. I'm trying to make a point, a larger point. There's always a, there's always your mule friend, the guy yeah. who has the medical card that can go up to Massachusetts for you and get you a bunch of stuff, and then bring it across the state line. Right, it's like trafficking, but really not. I mean, you're taking you're taking our delicious and potent marijuana and crossing state lines. Yeah, the thing I know why they do these stories to you know, oh my God, marijuana, you know, it's gonna kill everybody and sicken children and whatnot. What about booze? Booze is usually more readily available around a home. I don't know, Steve. I I would uh, I I would uh, I would challenge you to show me one instance where booze either damaged a family. Or uh, cause problems with youngsters. Oh, I should have had you come over to my... You want to come over and watch videos at my house? I told you. Did I tell you I found the uh, the old videos? Yeah, and, you did. Yeah. And uh, my dad sitting there... At, this was like 1998 or 99. So I was like uh, 18 or 19 years old. And um, it's just my dad making drunken commentary at other people opening up gifts. Oh, that's great. Oh, I got that. A pen. You got a pen. You got a pen. And then him crying over like, uh, oh, it's a book. I wanted this book so bad. You remembered that I said that. It's it's really uncomfortable to watch. 
<laughs> they should be. You know such, what I should such do? Such memories. I should cut them up and make them little TikTok videos. You should. Yeah. Yeah. And people could like uh, could like stitch things things together or you know pre- pretend they're your dad. Absolutely. That'd we be could great. Do that. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy uh, pretty much all week. 42 for a high today, 58 for a high tomorrow. It's 35 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 750 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be rainy today and tomorrow. 42 for a high today, 58 for a high tomorrow. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Oh, uh, you want to just go into them doing this? Yeah, thing? you might as, uh, uh, might as well. Yeah. Hey, are you ready for the benchmark? Yes. The first one of 2023. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. All right. Well, the first one, uh, I have one clip about this. You have one about this as well. So okay. We'll go back. Go. We'll start with mine. Barbara Walters, who passed away on uh, Friday at uh, 93 years old. Here's a little montage of Barbara reflecting on her legacy, along with Whoopi Goldberg, Oprah, and Joy Behar, because this is what you really wanted to hear. Yeah, about. right. More than being remembered, I hope that by younger women, I can help them aspire. This is the house that Barbara Walters built. Because you're really the reason why we're all here. You're the reason why I wanted to be in television. And we all proudly stand on your shoulders, Barbara Walters. She's very much the um, role model for a lot of people in the showbiz and in the news world. I have been blessed with a life I never expected. And helping me up the steps of the ladder over the years have been hundreds of people. That soundbite could have been replaced with a bunch of chickens. (laughs) It wasn't just women who were uh, you know, motivated by Barbara Walters' career. Well, no. I mean, some people were in love with Barbara Walters. Uh, some people were. This is from uh, Ted Knight. Remember Ted Baxter from oh, yeah. uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show? Well, no. I know him from Too Close <clears throat> for Comfort, but go ahead. Yes. Well, his one and only uh, musical debut uh, called High Guys from 1975 included uh, this song. And it's beautiful. I'm in love with Barbara Walters, the girl who interviews on the air. Good news, bad news, oh, how I enjoy it. I'd love to sit and watch her sitting there. Again, uh, grab some tissues because it, uh, it only gets more emotional. No, I, I can tell. Mm-hmm. So anyway, okay, so there's that. There's Ted. That was a Ted toe, toe tap and ditty for oh, Ted yeah. Knight. Man, too bad he's not with us anymore. He's like, I bet he was the first one to greet her. Thank, thanks for sharing that. Happy to do it. Uh, okay, Grandpa, any more clips over there from no, the, from no, the 1960s I'm, and 70s? That was 75, Steve. 1975. That's How about right. that? Yeah, that's I right. wasn't even born yet. I was nine years old. Oh, boy. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Buffalo Bills uh, safety DeMar Hamlin was in critical condition after collapsing on the field during Monday night football. He was administered CPR on the field after he was hurt. While tackling Bengals receiver T. Higgins, the NFL uh, postponed the game after the injury. Here's a clip of how that happened. This is where Joe Burrow is so good. And now another Bills player is down. DeMar Hamlin is the one who was in on that stop on T. Higgins. And then he got up and just went right back down to the ground. Well, you can see that the ambulance is out there on the field, and they are intensely working on DeMar Hamlin. The entire Bills team 
is out on the field right now. Several players are down on their knees. Other players are holding hands, praying. You can just see the worried looks uh, on their faces. Damn, that's a scary moment there. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a terrible story. I mean, the the the, the poor kid, twenty four years old, gets a, the the uh, the helmet right to the to the chest. Yeah, and they saying that led up to the cardiac arrest, but. Uh, I don't know. That was the first time I ever remember seeing an ambulance back onto the field. Usually they take them off the, you know, they need medical attention. They're usually awake and, and you know, all that stuff. Or they, you know, let's say they broke a knee cap or something. Yeah, but they're whenever, papping away on a stretcher. Whenever there's been a spinal injury, yeah, uh, yeah, no, they'll they'll bring the ambulance right right to uh, right to the person who got hurt. But That's, uh, uh, horrible, horrible story. Awful. Uh, the United States Army is bringing back the classic Be All You Can Be slogan in March of this year. This comes amid a historic recruiting shortfall. Wow. You're really going to bring that? Yeah, that's going yeah, that, to bring them all back. I'll tell you what, it worked back then. Everybody wanted to join back then. Yeah, I can imagine there is a, a shortfall in people being recruited uh, to the military. Yeah, I think uh, I think once you've had uh, you know a, a bunch of you know twenty years of war, <laughs> I think that people are a little bit hesitant to just yeah. uh, sign up. That war thing. Uh, I'll just wait until the yeah. next one dies down. Get that GI Bill. That's about that's about all it's good for right now. You know. On the other hand, I mean, you know, you can have a terrific career in the military too. Well, you can have a terrific career in the military. It's how much of a terrific career you want to last for. Yes, right. If you're going to go in, if you know that there's an active battle going on, that might not be the. Yeah, it's, it's all about timing. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, a Pennsylvania couple is celebrating 80 years of marriage. Oh, Jesus! Here are Robert and Edith May Shaw. Both are 102 years old, talking about how they made their love last. I thought, oh my, that's the girl we wanted to eventually marry. I, I assumed that. We had correspondence then, back and forth. Finally, we decide, yes, we're going to get married. We hold each other up. I guess the, the secret would be don't go to bed mad. Uh, don't go to bed mad. Yeah. Wait, wait, correspondence. That's how <laughs> old this guy is. <laughs> they were writing notes that they put in the mail. Dearest Edith. I cannot wait to unravel your doily-shaped brassiere. <laughs> Perhaps you and I can go out and do the Charleston some night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it does this like Fifty Shades of Grey thing. Eighty? How many years? Eighty-four years? 80, eighty years of marriage, and they're hundred. They're both hundred and two years old. Can you imagine eighty years of listening to her complain about all the things you've messed up? It's the same thing over and over again. Oh yes. Didn't I tell you to take the trash out? That's not how you fold a towel. Isn't that the lawn needs mowing? How come you haven't had the done yet? Why are you wearing those pants? It's an insult to my integrity. <laughs> that was an insight. Yeah, it's an insight. Yeah. Thing. yeah well, right. there you go. Yeah. That's now here. This it's uh, seven fifty-seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two.
And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Power Tool Headquarters, Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman, Rocky's Power Tool Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, for hockey fans such as myself, watching the Bruins crush the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Winter Classic at Fenway yesterday was nothing but pure fun and excitement. Yet everybody out there, Zidane Chara escorting 107-year-old Johnny Busick to help drop the puck. Bobby Orr slapping the opening shot to Jason freaking Veritek, who came in the ice with Tim Wakefield. It was nothing but a Boston sports bonanza that ended with the Bruins winning their seventh out of the last ten games, spanking the crap out of the Penguins with Jake DeBrus scoring twice in the third period. Final score, Bruins win outside of Fenway, two to nothing. A dazzling spectacle for the eyes for any fan of the Boston Bruins. In fact, you'd almost have to be a uh, brain-dead jerk not to get swept up in the emotion of watching the best team in hockey completely shut out a team that's not very good. And yet, you still had all kinds of people complaining about it. Not about the game itself, but about some of the pregame activities that apparently interfere with some people getting on with their stupid lives. According to the Boston Herald, police departments from all over around the Boston metropolitan area were complaining about the noise, the distraction, and the unexpected presence of the 104th Fighter Wing. They were called in from Barnes Air Force Base to perform a ceremonial flyover Fenway before the game. And yet, because of the noisy Air Force flying machines in the sky, some people can fell, uh, felt compelled to call the cops. Like a cop is going to run outside and tell a plane to pull over. Listen, Grandpa, the Cold War is pretty much over with. This wasn't some sort of air drill. Those filthy communists and the Red Scare aren't targeting places like Somerville, Reading, or Dorchester. They're flying low for the hockey game. That's it. You can come out of your bomb shelter now. Those planes are already back in Westfield where watching uh, where uh, where they can't possibly hurt you. The only damage that happened yesterday is watching the Bruins put the herd on Pittsburgh in a 2-0 shutout. But hey, it's a my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Annalise of the Island Pond Rockies loves her power tools. Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman. Rocky's got the best power tool department in town. And in every Rockies, you'll find good people and rock-solid service. Like Annalise, the power tool expert of the Island Pond Rockies in Springfield. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Queen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today and tomorrow. 42 for a high today, 58 for tomorrow. It's 35 in downtown Springfield. Uh, my apologies. I had the uh, score of the Bruins game wrong. It was 2-1, to one, not a 2 nothing shutout. So I apologize to all of those who uh, want to... Uh, Take me to task, okay? Well, we good? for we good? a guy who does a sports feature, you would think that you would have the information oh, correct. That's a lot to ask. I'm coming back from a long vacation, mm-hmm. the, the new year, focused on uh, today being the best show uh, of the year so far, and uh, I make one tiny error. That's it. Have you made any resolutions? Yeah, my, New Year's? my resolution is to not mess up hockey scores. <laughs> well, you failed already. <laughs> I failed only, that one already. It's only January 3rd. I'm not a resolution guy. I'm, I don't I'm, I don't like doing it. I'm not either. Uh, I, I, I try to be more mindful of things, you know, things that maybe I want to try this year uh, that I didn't do last year, but not so much a resolution where I'm setting myself up for failure. Do sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. There's this whole list that I just found of uh, 65. We're not going to go through all 65 of these things. Can we go through 62? Take a, a resolution. Okay. All right? Yes. So uh, number one is build a better budget. 
which is actually not a bad idea. Right. You know, because uh, the cost of everything's going up. I just read something yesterday where if you got a raise last year, you yeah. actually probably got a net loss because inflation didn't match what your raise is going to be. I was at a place um, the other day, mm-hmm. uh, a restaurant that was, uh, you know, they would like serve breakfast late. And they and they had a sign in the wall that said they were they were because of the outrageous cost of eggs. Mm-hmm. They're now adding a surcharge to their menu. It's twenty five cents per egg per order. So if you order the three egg omelet, it's an extra seventy five cents for the omelet. They call it an exaggeration tax. An exaggeration. Yeah, yeah, like that? yeah that's very like clever. That. Oh, hey, yeah, I mean, but that's the way it goes right now. That's uh, why the Dollar Tree is now long, no longer a dollar anymore. Everything's a dollar twenty-five or more. <sighs> that's that's that seems uh, uh, that, that seems like a bit of fakery. Practice mindfulness. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, they're like telling you to like uh, what do they call that? Uh, meditate and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Cook something new each week. I kind of like this one. Try something new. <clears throat> yeah, that sounds like, I mean, in theory, that sounds pretty good. But I can see myself, mess, you know, only cooking the things that are easy. Now, my kid last year decides uh, she's going to go, uh, her resolution was to not eat meat anymore. Okay. Not become a vegan. But just a vegetarian. But just not a vegetarian and not eat, uh, like, animals. Because, you know, this happens. Uh, she she worked closely with some farm animals got attached to the farm animals, and then uh, realized that, uh, oh, they're going to take little Bessie out and pop them in the head and mm-hmm. serve them up a nice big prime rib. That's that's how we do it. Right. And uh, she didn't like that idea, so she decided, I'm not going to eat uh, eat meat anymore. Well, what are all the vegetables she's killing? Well, that's what I said, too. I was like, don't vegetables have feelings, too? But that's neither here nor there. But uh, now she, is, uh, she has made the transition to pescatarian. Only eating fish? Well, no, fish and vegetables and things okay. like that. But uh, at least we're back to some sort of uh, living thing that we can kill. Okay, good. And put on a plate. Right. Um, uh, so we started making, we made uh, salmon the other night. All right, and, uh, that's good. And we had haddock yesterday. That's good. And a couple of pieces of shrimp and stuff like that. So that's that's a good thing. Sure. Um, but I, I like the idea of cooking something new every week. Theoretically, it's a great idea. It is a great idea. Wouldn't you I, want to? Well, the, the the problem with me is, you know, I, I tend to get kind of in a food rut. Like I just, you know, I, I, like I would love to be able to cook, uh, you know, different things every week. But then I, 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 I tend to kind of lose my mojo halfway through the week. Create a cleaning schedule you'll stick to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. No. That's never going to happen. Drink less alcohol. All right. Well, everybody says that at some point, going, hey, I think I had a little too many drinks over the holidays. Let's make this dry January. Yeah. You know, part of the reason that I didn't do really anything for New Year's is, uh, and, and I didn't drink anything, uh, is because I don't really like, uh, I'm finding the older I get, the less and less I enjoy hanging out with drunk people. Yeah, it you know, can be a little taxing on you. Right, and, and if I'm going to uh, hold everybody else to that standard, then I need to hold myself up to that standard and say I'm not going to really, uh, I'm not really desiring the idea of getting drunk. Well, it's uh, I haven't drank in a long time, and it's like 
you don't really miss it after a while. No. You really don't. Like, you, you, especially, like, with me doing these events, going out, like, DJing and things like that, and then mm-hmm. you get people... We're like coming up to you and getting all uh, getting all hammered and whatnot, right? Um, it reminds you that you used to be that person, and th- and that goes, oh man, and then you, you start yeah. feeling anxiety over all the guilt of how you misbehaved and treated your treated other people like idiots because you yes. were drinking. Yeah, there's a lot of regrettable actions out there that I could uh, point my point my nose to. Uh, you could join a club. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I want to do that. Learn to love vegetables. I actually kind of like vegetables. Some vegetables so. I really enjoy. Uh, prioritize annual health screenings. Ugh, come on. Exercise. Well, your- actually, Steve, you're, you're 42, 43 this year. Yeah. Well, you're only two years away from I a know. colonoscopy. You know, I've uh, I've been. Uh, there's things that I need to do to go mm-hmm. get checked for that I haven't been checked for, like. A melanoma uh, type of deal. You need because, a, bo- a full body screen. Well, because there's a rampant history of my family of people having melanoma, and uh, you know, with uh, our friends like uh, Megan Rothschild, who's uh, head spearheads that whole yep melanoma foundation thing. It's probably time to get a full check to make sure. I, I get one every year. I have been for a couple weird years. Things growing on me. I bet there are. I bet you there are. So prioritize that. Exercise your brain. You don't even want to exercise uh, your body. I no, I want to exercise your my brain. brain. What am I going to do with that? Become a plant owner. No, well, I, I have mean, a couple we, of I have a couple of plants around the house. We have one plant in the house. It's barely holding on. Barry Creek gave me one of them spider plant things. Yeah, and now it's like it's thriving. It's got little spiders on it. Yeah, you yeah. got to you got to clip it back though. Start doing yoga with your partner. Who wrote <laughs> this? I don't have time for yoga. No, actually, have you ever done yoga? Mm, uh, maybe. No, I don't think I have. I've done yoga a couple no. times. I really don't mind it. Because I have Because like, you really just sit there and you don't do much. <sighs> I have like zero flexibility. I'm like, a, I'm totally inflexible. Um, so uh, after yoga, you know, I mean, I do the best I can, but when I've done it, it's like, I felt really good after doing it. Play more board games. Actually, not a bad idea. It's, it's a great idea. And, uh, and we, we were in a, we were in a zone for a while playing board games. Board games? Yeah. Like, like in Vermont, we'll play cards. Yeah. No problem playing like uh, like gin rummy or something like that. That's, right, you want to pass the time. Yeah. You're trying to you're trying to unplug as much as you can from being on vacation. You don't have cell service up there, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's not a bad idea. Man, we'll knock down a few rounds of, of uh, Yahtzee or you know, some other games we got. I actually really like playing board games. We played uh, with uh, my girlfriend's family. We played uh, Kids Against Maturity. Okay. You know it's. It, Cards Against Humanity. You know that's that yeah. game? You ever play that game? And how yes. filthy it can be? Yes. Well, this is a board game for kids 10 and up and ideal for people of all ages, apparently. Each okay. player takes turns asking questions and giving amusing responses. So you have the list of cards. You have these random cards. Somebody says a statement, then you have to pick your best thing to finish that statement, right? Okay. As we're going through this game, though, I'm talking to uh, my my girlfriend's uh, brother, and we're like, I can't believe this is in a kid's game. The One of the answers was Moose Knuckle, right? 
And I said, this is it. And we're both like, this isn't a kid's game? Yeah, no kidding. And uh, so he's like, why, why don't you take that and get that out of here and don't put it back in the game card because I don't want my kids, uh, you know, uh, figuring out what that was. So I, now I have the moose knuckle uh, kids against maturity <laughs> card. <clears throat> and the other one, we get through. One of the clues was it's a bird, it's a plane, it's, right? Yeah. And everybody has to come up with uh, with their thing. The winning one was it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Santa's big fat sack. That That's was, the answer? That was the answer Jeez. for the kids against maturity card. Wow. How it, and by the way, that was my kid that won that round. <laughs> well, of course. But uh but how is that like a kid's game? I, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't know. Uh that. Actually the the one game that we play yeah, and I I used to play this as a kid. Love this game, and it's like really expensive to buy now, because mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it ever really took off. Was this game called Can't Stop? Never and it's heard got, of it. It's got like this octagon shaped board, kind of looks like a stop sign, and you have numbers, uh, you know, two through, uh, you know, or one through twelve, and it's a dice game, and you're you're basically kind of. Uh, it, you're almost gambling on your, you know, with yourself to try to reach the top of the board. So the right. more sixes you get, then you you all you own the sixes or sevens or eights or whatever it may be. Oh. And it's the, the first one to capture three of those numbers wins the game. It's a great game. It's actually a lot and of fun. You, and you have this? I I I have it. I bought it uh, when I got divorced. I thought this would be a great game to, to introduce the kids. I, I had all kinds of things uh, when there was a, a freshly divorced guy, and uh, no, it's one of my favorite games. I love that game. I just I'm picturing your uh, divorced apartment. You walk in, there's like, uh, it's like kind of like Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment without the head in the refrigerator. Uh, there was no head in the refrigerator, but there was uh, cheese. There was there, there was there was cheese, some spoiled milk. And uh, I believe a whole bowl full of tears. And a Milwaukee's best ice. Exactly. Yeah, there you yes. go. Uh, come on, kids. It's game night at Dad's divorcee house. Yeah, I just constructed this uh, coffee table made of old cans of Milwaukee's b- best. Yeah. Oh, cases. The cases. Yeah. The, this is the empties. Yeah. Here. I'm, uh, what are you doing with the cinder blocks? That oh, I'm going to make. A, I'm going to make a, a dining room table. With yeah, them. you go ahead and rearrange that and make a couch for now. But uh, eventually, it'll be a living room table. Can't stop. That was a distressing time. That game looks fun, though. Can't stop. I'm telling you, it was a, it, it's a great game, and it, but it, it it'll cost you forty bucks if you buy it on the on Amazon. But uh, what's up with the moose knuckle inside the Kids Against Maturity game? That's it, uh, that's a real good question. I don't know how you can how you can say that is a child's game, unless like there's. Like your your Ron Jeremy is the pitch yeah, is, is yeah. the spokesperson for well, it. He's writing the cards now. That's right, what exactly. He does from jail, that's what Ron Jeremy does from jail. He writes cards for kids <laughs> against maturity. Uh, camel toe, moose knuckle. It was all like toilet humor. I mean, I, I get. Well, I get, what kid doesn't love that? Well, I I mean, I get it, but it was a lot of like like uh, butt talk. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I, yeah. it was like focused on that area for the most part. Except for the except for the moose knuckle. Yeah, part. right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's eight twenty three with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. It's eight twenty five with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two is bringing you a New England Patriot football all season long. 
Sunday, January 8th, the Patriots wrap up their regular season against Buffalo. Now, here's here's the, the weird part about it. Uh, that game start time uh, was flexed by the NFL. So it's most it's supposed to start at 1 o'clock, which means the pregame begins at uh, 10 a.m. on Sunday. How the postponement of the Buffalo-Bengals game affects this, nobody knows. It may or it may not. But anyway, uh, if that changes, we'll let you know about it. Join Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. Uh, I'm just reading this uh, headline here. Hamden DA to discuss large fentanyl cocaine seizure. He had a seizure from cocaine and fentanyl? No, I don't. I don't think he does that stuff. I think what he's talking about is they seized a bunch of these drugs. I know. It's just the way they write these things that it's, you know, the way it sounds like he was doing a bunch of cocaine and fentanyl and then had a seizure from it. I don't, you know, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know Anthony Galuni uh, well. No, uh, no, you know, he is not that kind of person. I know that. Yeah, I'm just saying it's the way the headline is written as if... Uh, they're making it as if he was the perfect person yes. who did had yeah. a seizure. Yeah, I mean, well, I think I, I think we can both be confident that mm. that he did not uh, have a seizure based upon his his intake. Speaking of people uh, maybe having seizures, uh, one of the things that I tried over uh, the Christmas break was one of those virtual reality things. Oh yeah, like a I like an you, Oculus thing. Yeah, people with seizures probably wouldn't be able to use these things because there's like lights flashing and all that other stuff in there. Right. This this Oculus, yeah, it was yeah. an Oculus. It it was cool. It was so cool. You put this, you put the goggles on your head, yeah, and uh, you draw an outline. You got these two hand things, these two hand like it's kind of, almost kind of like the Wii. Remember the Wii? I do. All right, so but a little bit different is because it's got these two like a hand thing with triggers on it. And you you use those to draw a line for your boundary. So if you're sta- let's say you're standing in the middle of your living room, you don't want to bump into anything. Right. You draw a line of where you wouldn't bump into anything. It gives you this fuzzy picture of what everything looks like on the outside. It's not really like a clear camera picture, but it's kind of like a like a fuzzy filter on your iPhone that you would do. Okay. So you can see everything around you, and then you draw the border, and then that way when you're moving throughout the game. It tells you if you're walking beyond that boundary that you've already set. So you don't hurt yourself. So you don't hurt yourself or bump into things. Gotcha. Well, that can be a little tricky when you got dogs running around a house and uh, oh, you know, yeah. kids and you know all that other stuff. It, it freaks you out to the point where my girlfriend's nephew, as I have this thing on and I'm swinging back a bowling swing, mm-hmm. he all of a sudden I hit something. And he goes, "Oh God, why are you doing it? like like I hit him." He, he was joking. He did that on purpose <laughs> to make it think that uh, I just like hurt this little kid. Uh, that's great. And he's like, ah, I did that to my mom last week. That was awesome. You that's know, that adorable. Kind of, yeah. So you were bowling. Yeah, it's a bowl. They had they had a bunch of they had a bunch of different things you could do. There was like a there was a I really wanted to do the spacewalk thing, but we couldn't figure out how to do that one. But they had this bowling game. Yeah. Where you can tell, like when you put the headset on, you can tell. That it's computer generated, but because the avatar, like the person working the desk behind the bowling alley uh, thing, is is like a looks like one of those old Nintendo Wii characters, right? The avatar, but you're bowling, and it's like you're in a bowling alley. 
That's it is cool. one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. It's you can hear the sound all around you. You feel like you're in this big giant place. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because once you take it off, you're just in somebody's living room or your own living room or wherever you are. Can you imagine if you use one of those things and it uh, transported you just like like to like other places? Like you know, you put your Oculus goggles on, all of a sudden you're at the Registry of Motor Vehicles or at a timeshare seminar yeah, or I don't know something if, like that. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be that boring or that intense. Yeah, so, yeah, let's put you in a real-life situation. Yeah. Oh, here, we, here you go. You're now in a walk-in clinic. Yeah. Here, here's what it's like to walk into a bank. I bet your kid's never done any of that thing in the last 15 years. God, it's just like walking into a real bank. But it was, uh, it was so weird. It was so cool, yet so weird, because once you take it off... Right. Then, like, you're just in in a living room again, and it's just weird because you felt like you were in this big place. You feel like you're actually there when you're doing this thing. Pretty wild. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well. 500 bucks, though. I don't know. You got to really like the bull and not leave the house. You really got to like the bull. It's uh, 830 News is next on Rock 102. 832 with Banks and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by 413 Pro Tint for tinting in your vehicle, home, or business. Call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Springfield Fire Department was sent to 101 Lowell Street for a car fire this morning. According to the department, there were no reported injuries, and it was an active fire at the time of this writing, but that was like th- four hours ago, so I'm sure the car fire is out by now. The arson and bomb squad is investigating and 22 News will provide you updates uh, when they get them, but they won't tell the, what happened. Yeah, usually car fires are out after uh, yeah. five hours. Popular uh, steakhouse is making a return to the Hamden County area during the new year. Western Mass residents will be welcoming back Ponderosa. Yeah. Yeah. Not just one Ponderosa, but two. Ponderosas, Chicopee and West Springfield. You, you know, I've always felt this to be true, and uh, you know, you don't you, you don't get this at a Peter Luger's. You don't get this as a at a Walensky Steakhouse. Uh, to me, the best steaks are the ones served cafeteria style, and I'll be I'll go to my grave uh, arguing that point forever. Peter Luger's. That sounds gross. Yeah, I know it does. Yeah. It? I saw the steak sauce for sale. Hit, uh, Peter Luger's? Yeah, I don't know where I was. I saw oh, Peter Luger's steak sauce, and I'm like, eh, Luger. Uh, no, it no, sounds like loogie. Sounds Maybe. like someone's horking up a big yeah, clam on your thing. Yeah, no. In 2009, the Ponderosa Steakhouse in Mass, the last Ponderosa Steakhouse in Massachusetts, closed its doors in Swansea, but remained in many fans and young millennials' hearts, including yeah. James Beaudry, the chairman of J.K. Polk Investment Group, which is headquartered in Worcester. I have always loved Ponderosa, and I made it my life's work to bring it back. People can expect all the menu favorites and that same Ponderosa feel we all knew and loved. You know, uh, my recollection of the Ponderosa and, uh, you know, the one in Swansea that you talked about, was mm-hmm. that was like the nearest one uh, to me growing up was yeah. at Swansea. You go to the Swansea Mall, you go up to Route 6, boom, you hang a left Ponderosa's right there, yeah. w- willing to greet you with their uh, with their green trays, and you just go right down. But every time I wanted a steak, it was as much as like twelve dollars. Ooh, I didn't have you know where the hell am I going to come up with twelve dollars for a steak? I wonder how much it's going to be now. I don't know because I'm at a Peter, uh, Peter Luger's. I could get uh, a, a a a rib steak 
yeah. for just $90. You remember, it's a, this This always happens when the economy takes a downturn. Remember back in like 08, and then, uh, you know, after, you know, you, you had the fallout from the stocks and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and then, uh, people don't have a, a, a pot to pee in, if you will. Right. Um, restaurant trends, and I read a story about this, about how restaurant trends tend to typically cater to the people who don't have a lot of money in order but and that's why burger places became so popular yes you had uh, plan b then you had uh max burger max burger lux burger uh five guys like all of that stuff kind of blossomed up around the area because uh psychologically that food is cheaper in your head yes but have you been to a like a five guys or something you're spending like 30 bucks in there for two people it's like 15 dollars a meal it's not cheap we were at one uh, not too long ago i'm not going to mention the names i'm not going to do it i am not going to do it we walked out of there four people hundred dollar bill i have a prediction that buffet style cafeteria style stuff is going to make a big comeback and I think this guy's right doing it because yep. I think he it's gonna it's gonna be a trendy thing for a while, and then all of a sudden you'll have all these buffet places all over again. Yep. And then uh, and then they'll eventually go out of business. Remember Old Country Buffet? Do I? Sure do. See, that was some good stuff. Well, you know, gee, uh, I don't know. I'll break this to you, but <clears throat> the Old Country Buffet was somewhat of a slop house. Did you really think so? I thought the Old Country Buffet was fine dining at its best. Mm, no, most. I'm not going to say all because I don't want to. I don't want to insult anybody who's running or operating a buffet. But sometimes you're not going to get the best food at a buffet. Come and get it at a Ponderosa. I had a friend of mine uh, say years ago, uh, and actually he's no longer uh, with us. He said, "Dude, you and I." have got to go all the way out to Boston Road, and we have got to eat at the Footy Goody. Remember the Footy Goody? Oh, the Footy Goody. I the remember that. The Footy Goody, or whatever however you, you say it. And that's been shut down for a long time. And that's, uh, that hasn't been there in uh, many, many years. No. They got the, what's the one in West Springfield? What's it called? <sighs> Is it the Hometown Buffet? No. It's, uh, it's, a, it's Chinese. It's Asian. The Empire. Nope. The uh, the uh, okay, not the Empire. Uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, he said, "Oh, this is it's the greatest Chinese food you ever had." And I don't know if we just you know showed up at the wrong day. You know, like maybe there's a problem in the kitchen, but it wasn't good. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't good. And even my friend who said, "Man, this was so much better the last ninety times I've been here." <laughs> it's like you know, they get to the point where yeah. like. You know, when they first open, it's really, really good. But then, you know, the economy kind of yeah, changes yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden. It's you know, not that good anymore. It, it just, it kind of tastes like paste. That's kind of what it tasted like. Just like, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't what it should have been. Well, hopefully this Ponderosa will make uh, everything better. I got high hopes. High hopes. A uh, woman on a mobility scooter died after being struck by a vehicle in Rochester, New Hampshire on Friday, according to authorities. First responders arrived at the scene of the crash around 1.55 p.m. and found the woman lying unconscious and not breathing in the road of Columbus Avenue near the Kentucky Fried Chicken. She was struck by a vehicle that was driving south. 
the roadway was shut down and traffic was rerouted for near, roughly three hours while emergency personnel attended to the crash scene. The Stratford County uh, Technical Accident Reconstruction Team was called in to help with the investigation. Police said they are not disclosing the names of those involved in the crash to the public until the woman's family has been notified. The cause of the accident remains under investigation at this time and will continue to gather witness statements and await completion of the accident reconstruction. What do you got there? Six volt? <laughs> your favor. That is pretty horrible, though. It's terrible. You're on a mobility scooter and you get hit by a car? Yeah, I know. It's... There's no swerving out of the way. There's there's not, but, you know, I mean, everyone's got to be careful. Got enough of these... These kinds of accidents. A uh, pair of Springfield men were indicted on charges in connection with a July incident in which an undercover police officer was reportedly hit in the face with an empty bottle of Patron and chased by a group of men. 21-year-old Fab- Fabian Rosario. I almost said Fabio. Not. Fabio wouldn't yeah. do that. Uh, and uh, 26-year-old Luis Morales, both of Springfield, were indicted by Hamden County Grand Jury last week on charges in re- uh, relation to an alleged assault on another kind of officer working a multi-agency narcotics and prostitution undercover investigation in the vicinity of school and high streets back in July. On July 12th, Springfield Police, Mass State Police, and the attorney's office were conducting operations to deter drug dealing uh, suspects, firearms, and activity in the in those areas. And during uh, authorities' joint operation on High Street, an undercover officer attempted to get back into an undercover vehicle, and he was accosted by several men. Faber and Rosario allegedly struck the undercover officer in the face with an empty bottle of Patron. Oof. Get the Patron! Patron! Let's go get it on! Yeah, uh, yeah depending on the bottle. You know, that doesn't necessarily smash right away. That's a pretty sturdy bottle, if I'm, not, uh, if I'm thinking of the... Yeah, you know, depending on the kind of patron you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. It's a they're thick glass. It's thick yeah. glass. Yeah, it, I mean it would it would cause uh, a good deal of damage if it hit you right in the right in the puss. I would say it's actually thicker than most glass bottles uh, of that nature. Exactly what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. If you hit somebody over the head with a glass of like one with a with a bottle of 151, that thing's gonna shatter. You'll be pulling you know, glass out of your hair forever. Or like a Boone's farm. Or, or a something. Boone's farm, exactly. Or you know, even a like a even like a full bottle, a plastic bottle of mudslide. You know that's going to hurt you. But a Patron bottle, that is, a, you know, that's a deadly weapon, too. Uh, anyway, uh, they're now indicted, and they're going to be facing all these uh, trials and charges yes. and all that good stuff. You remember the movie Office Space, where the characters attempted to create a virus that would steal fractions of pennies from an accounting system, yes. hoping it will add up in the long run. Well, the scheme got botched in the movie, and yet a criminal thought it would be a great inspiration for a real-life theft. A 28-year-old software engineer in Seattle was arrested after being caught skimming money from his employer, Zulili.com. He manipulated the code so the checkout page would send shipping fees to his personal account. He got around $260,000 before he was caught, plus about $41,000 in merchandise. That's about the same amount as $300,000 stolen in the movie. The uh, man told detectives the plan was inspired by Office Space. He even outlined the plan in his file on his laptop, which was titled The Office Space Project. (laughs) He's been charged with two counts of theft in the first degree and one count of identity theft in the first degree. What would you do with all that money? Two chicks at the same time. (laughs) That's what I would do. You know, that doesn't really work. You know, at some point you're going to get caught. Well, I mean... 
in the movie, they were at least attempting to do fractional pennies where nobody would notice, and then they screwed up and made it, it was like dollars, and that's how, you know, they realized they were going to get caught. Right. This guy is doing shipping fees? That's so obvious. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if something, let's say something is shipped for $5 at a time, mm-hmm. and the company didn't get that $5, the, the $5 went into your personal account, Somebody's going to notice that. You know, with everything being electronically traced, you know, it, it goes into an account. Wouldn't take that much for to, for someone to figure out the account this money is going to. I mean, this is not this. I mean, it takes a certain amount of intelligence to create this kind of scam. Mm-hmm. It takes an additional amount of intelligence to do the scam correctly. And this guy didn't uh, didn't have that kind of intelligence. Yeah, people. He probably. I was like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Why hasn't anybody tried that? And then because he's it's like, stupid he, is why. Well, it's stupid, and it, you're going to easily get caught doing it. And here we are. Yeah, this and, dude did himself in. Mm-hmm. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, rainy uh, today and tomorrow, and pretty much all the way through Friday. Uh, in a high of 43 today, 57 for a high tomorrow, 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aww, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849 and Twisted Sister with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, rainy uh, today and tomorrow, 43 today, 57 tomorrow. It's 35 in downtown Springfield. It's very warm out. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be even warmer. What is it, uh, 56 <laughs> tomorrow, 58? Yeah, it was just a... Uh, it's just odd. Like, it's not supposed to be this warm this time of year. Not that I'm complaining, because I kind of like the warm weather, but... Uh, well, I kind of like the lack of snow. I mean, you know, that's... Uh, I got... You know, I mean, you know, last week it got into, like, you know, mid-60s, and it was glorious. But, uh, yeah, I'm all, I'm all set with we get no snow. I'm yeah. pretty good with that. Think of the skiers. Yeah, I, I, and the snowplow people. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, it's it's taking uh, you know, money and recreation out of their uh, out of their hands, and uh, and I can understand that uh, completely. But on the other hand, if I'm thinking selfishly, which I am, uh, I got no problem with that. Well, it's it's just it's 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 a weird situation. Anyway, uh, going back to uh, where restaurants were and stuff, this guy wrote in, and he made a point to say, "Hey, Burger King's fifteen bucks. You want to get a meal at Burger King?" Burger King is expensive. It has become a very expensive fast food restaurant. We were talking about this uh, before before we went on vacation. Uh, just going to Taco Bell. Remember when Taco Bell was like yeah. the cheapest place you could eat ever? Yeah. We uh, we went to a Taco Bell not that long ago, and it was just you know just the two of us, and it was expensive. It's like when did this happen? Yeah, I told you I took my uh, my kids. Uh, and all they wanted was tacos. That's all they wanted. Yeah. And they wanted, uh, because they're, you know, they wanted four tacos each, which is a pretty decent amount of taco because they're right. really, they don't fill them very much for just the regular taco part. No. And it came to almost $25. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I think, but, I, think uh, I ordered, she, Jenny ordered like a quesadilla and some chips and I ordered, yeah. uh, and I ordered uh, like a uh, burrito and some chips and the burrito was very, very small. You were like a, you know, Bueno Isano, it's about the size of your thigh. You know, yeah, I mean, that, that's, right. like, that's a substantial burrito. Uh, but this guy points out, 1999, uh, Westside had China Moon near the big sea. It was four ninety nine. all you can eat. <laughs> that's something in it. 
four ninety nine. That's a that's a deal. Yeah, and that was only twenty three years ago. Uh, I remember being in New York, and uh, and it was up to me to decide where we were going to go to eat. So I think we we went to a Morton's, mm-hmm. which you know, fantastic. I mean, you know, you got to get a great meal at Morton's. And we were driving around in the, in the cab, and there was like one place that was saying, you know, steak dinner for eight ninety nine. I'm like, well, you're not going <laughs> to. It's the difference between like a a prime rib and a slim gym. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really the difference between what you're going to get at one as opposed to the other. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, no, no. Wait, listen, we got reservations. Let's stick with it. Yeah, and we did, and everyone said, yeah, okay, yeah, that was really fantastic. You know, years ago, bar bars used to have like. Even bars that typically didn't serve food would have like a food night. Yeah. Remember Lemons over in Chicopee? Yes. Yes. It was then, that was the original maximum capacity, which then moved uh, down That's to right. the center of Chicopee. That's right. But it was Lemons. And Lemons on like Wednesday nights would have like, it was $10 steak night. And it was a nice, thick New York strip steak. And the guy would be cooking it out on the grill in front of the plaza there. <laughs> But it was because it was dead. There was no, there was, there wasn't much business on a Tuesday night at, right. a, at a nightclub type of thing. So they would. We used to go to those things all the time. That and uh, uh, what was the other place uh, that used to have good food? They used to do steak. Ronnie's Bar up in Holyoke. Ronnie's was a cool really? place. Yeah, I didn't know that. And then uh, they closed. But we used to go there, and they, the guy used to do steak nights. But they had other food there throughout the week. It wasn't like it was just that one night. But I remember the $10 lemons, the steaks from lemons. I'll be damned. Yeah. That's cool. It was cool. Yeah. Well, I, you know, some, sometimes there are places that you don't expect to have a great meal, and the food is outstanding. Yeah. You, you, just, you would never think that, this, that that place would have great food. But then there are some places that do. Well, these hidden gems. Uh, what's the place? It's called something else now. Uh, the Nook in Westfield. Yeah, the Nook was just a little hole in the wall that uh, you know you'd see people walking out of there at ten o'clock in the morning. Uh, right. You know, just after finishing their liquid breakfast, <laughs> stumbling out on the street. Now yeah. it's. Uh, I, I wish I could remember the name of it offhand. But it's actually they've revamped it in there. It's it's still small, but it's it's pretty nice. But they have like very few menu items, but good menu items. They they serve oysters there. Really, oysters and 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 uh, roast beef sandwiches. Yeah, I'll give you a little bit of a of a clue for for those of you who like will go to like a cheesecake factory and look at all seventy five pages of the of the menu. I'd rather go to a place that has. A, a, a small number of items, but do them all really well, than a menu that's got 75,000 pieces, that, right. you know, things on the menu, and yeah. none of them are done well because they don't have time to do them well. Uh, Hutis is the, or H-U-T-G-H-I-S is the And number. it's good? It's delicious. I ate there uh, a couple of times, and it was like, they had roast beef sandwiches and, and oysters. Who doesn't like oysters? A lot of people don't like oysters. I love them. You don't? You don't like oysters? No, I'm saying I love I love oysters. Oh, you do? Yeah, I love them. Well, they're they're good for uh, they're they're, they're healthy. Know. Yeah, but they also except uh, for the rancid ones. They make you they make you uh, you know uh, what uh, spry, if you will. They're supposed to mm. increase your uh, mm. libido. Nah, it doesn't uh, really work that way. Yeah, they get they get oysters. I onions. actually find myself getting more aroused before the oysters come to the table as than than after the, I've had the oysters. Yeah. Oh, they get oh they have the Chicago style roast beef there. 
Oh, really? I didn't know that. You ever had? I asked you before. Did you ever have the Chicago yeah, style roast? Yeah, beef? I told you about it. It was a place down in uh, Florida that I went yes. to. The guy, it was a Tony Chicago roast. Yeah, beef, yeah. And they dipped the they entire. They dip it in, in the au jus. Uh, now I'm gonna have to go there again for that because that sounds delicious. It does sound good. But um, but yeah, the the fewer menu items you have, your I think is more of the better Absolutely. choice of food that you have. The moment the moment you see a menu that has to be you know carried to the table in a hand truck, that, yeah. that's when you know this is not the this is not gonna turn out the right. Like we go to like a, like a nice restaurant like a, like a like a upscale. Yeah, place. They don't have. It's not like tons of things on the menu. It's like whatever is limited for the day. That's like the, you know the chef is making that experience for you. Years ago, when I uh, was living uh, you know, in, the, in the Midwest, I, I had an apartment that, and across the street from this apartment was this uh, Italian place that had just opened up. They had just opened up. It's like probably no more than ten tables, and probably no more than ten items on the menu. And when we fir- when I first started going there, it was sensational. It was it was some of the best Italian food yeah. I ever had. But then all of a sudden, people started catching wind of how good the food was. Mm-hmm. So then you're waiting around for the ten tables, and uh, all of a sudden the menu starts to change, and More it was never the same. Oh, but when they opened that place, it was so stinking good, and they and. I, I say in 10, 10 menus, I mean 10 menu items, that may even be a stretch. It may have been more like seven or eight. This place has got pickled quail eggs. Really? That seems un- that's an unusual thing to eat. Which to they are menu. sold out of right now, but they will have that back next week. No kidding. I think uh, I think we're going to have to take a little trip out there I again. A, I think a road trip might make some sense. There you go. It's uh, 8.58 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.